Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. So the um, talk tonight I am calling uh, different lenses, different perspectives. And I um, thought about this topic. It's been going in my mind for a while, the last, uh, last few weeks. I'm sure people have, have said to you, you know, a lot, well, how are you? Everybody says that, right? How are you doing? And it's such a complicated question these days, I find anyway. You might not find that way, but I find it's very complicated because it just depends which lens I'm looking through. And I, that's actually started to be my, uh, my standard answer. Uh, and uh, um, I, I say, well, when I look at my, my life through a personal lens, through this narrow lens, oh, how am I doing? Wow. How did I get to be so fortunate and so privileged and so blessed? How did I get to have such a good life? And right now, I'm healthy. Uh, my Both my sons are doing really good, and we've got great relationships, and my relationship with with Jane uh, is as good as it's ever been after all these years and in the center of a, a network of consciousness. Wow. And then I open it up and look at a bit wider lens and my heart breaks for the world and for all the suffering and for all those who are not as fortunate as I am and for all the ignorance and confusion and divisiveness and hatred um, that there is in this world and this, the head starts getting scratched and saying, what is going on here? Um, and how can I hold this all? So that's another lens. Wow. How do I hold that? And then there's a wider lens still. As I sometimes reflect on what the Dalai Lama uh, has said from time to time, and it's really uh, impacted me, where he says, world systems come and go. This is just the human experiment that we're in. And this little speck in the the vastness of the universe is just that, 
one speck. And everything that matters to us is on that speck. And all of humanity plays a central role. Uh, but there's certainly, even on this little speck, um, infinite numbers of life forms and species that are affected by us. But when you look at that bigger, bigger picture, world systems come and go, he says, and as long as we're doing our part to make this a better world, um, that's all we can do. And then to just realize it's not up to us to save the world, but just to do our part and put as much love into this world as we can. So how am I doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? How would you answer that? How are you doing? Just get in touch with whatever it is that's coming out right now. You know, I we, I don't think we can, we'll open up the chat box, but we'll probably, we'd probably get, you know, 50 different answers. Um, because it's always changing, isn't it? And for me, as I said, it depends on what lens I'm looking through. And I, for me also, uh, it seems to be a very important practice to not get stuck in any one lens. Because if I get stuck in the lens of, wow, isn't life wonderful? I'm living in denial and a dream world. Whoops. Gotta mute everybody. And if I'm if I'm living only in the lens of so much suffering right now and the heart is continually breaking, there's, um, there's no aliveness. There's just a sense of, of despair and can easily turn to hopelessness. Um, although I think it's really important to be careful to not get caught in that um, even when you're looking at the bigger lens, because there's so many amazing things happening in this world and so many people who have so much love to give that it's not all a bad movie, although one could think that it is. You just kind of it depends what kind of rabbit hole of, of information you're, you're feeding your mind and your heart. Mm-mm. But to realize, first of all, to keep on moving through those, for me, those three different lenses, the personal, the societal, and the universal, truly universal, um, and it's always changing, even on the personal level, how many different how many different moods have you gone through today? Okay. Probably a few if you're like me. How many different thoughts have you had today? Wow, all over the place. Wow, that's cool. Oh, God, what a bummer. Oh, I can't believe it. Wow, 
how magnificent. Continually changing just within this one reality here. And how easily our personal uh, reality is affected by what might be happening in our body at any time. You know, you have a cold or you uh, stub your toe or you get some kind of serious condition. As, um, as Joseph Goldstein, my main inspirations and teachers, uh, says, um, no matter how, uh, where you are, anything can happen at any time. That's a very profound understanding. Anything could happen at any time in either direction, right? You can feel like you're at the bottom of the, of the barrel and all of a sudden something happens and you come alive. Wow. That was, I was really down there and wow, look at things now or the reverse, of course. And that's, that is one reason why, why the Buddha says, uh, keep on remembering um, the five reflections that uh, you will grow old, you will become sick, you will die no matter how good you have it. Anything, uh, you, will, um, you will lose everyone and everything near and dear to you, just so you're not so shocked and surprised when change happens. But change isn't only about things getting lost or, uh, or, or changing for the bad. The principle of change is that everything is in constant transformation. And so that also means that no matter how bad things are, they change too. And that life is continually creating a new moment for us. So this is all within one individual reality. I don't want to stop here. Uh, I can, I can share with you my reality, but um, that's not the end of the story. You have your own reality and we all have our own realities, an infinite number of realities. As you look on this screen, just look on the screen for a few moments as I'll do. And just, um, just try to imagine each person's story. If you're, if you're old enough or you're in, in my generation, uh, you might remember there, were, there used to be a TV show called The Naked City. And it zooms in from above on from, it was from New York. And you go down to one human being and it says uh, there are many stories in the naked city. This is one of them. And then it goes for that half hour, that, that person's reality. But okay, I interrupted the flow. Now just take a look at these different realities here and say hi to each and just imagine what theirs might be like Or even more, you might take the leap and imagine what it would be like to be them, to be living in that reality. 
an infinite number of realities. Just say hi, maybe with a few moments of goodwill. Oh, I hope you're doing well right now. So, as I say, each person has their own individual reality, which is constantly changing in itself as well. And each person has their own um, genetics, their own um, ethnic background. If you're uh, a black man or a black woman, you have a very different reality that you've come into this world or Asian or Muslim or Hispanic or Jewish or Catholic or whatever it is. Each one with its own reality, of course, also affected by the systemic realities and messages, systemic racism, systemic injustice. Imagine if that's not you coming into that reality, being born into that reality. Or if you're a teen, as opposed to if you're not a teen, I don't think there are any teens right here, right now. What a different reality as hormones rage through your body. And it matters so much what somebody, how somebody might look at you or that your heart is breaking over a crush or whatever that reality is of being a teen. You remember being teens, don't you? I sure do. <clears throat> Glad I got through that one. <clears throat> or if you're a young adult, as some are, or a senior, or a child, just imagine every one of those has its own unique perspective. So many different variables. Of course, how we were raised, where we happen to be born. If you're born in, just pulling it off the top of my head, Oklahoma, you might have a very different reality than, than being born or raised in Berkeley. All just random, completely ra unless you have a, a deep connection to karma, but don't have to even go there. It's like the luck of the draw or your life experience that has shaped you or who you've ended up spending your time with, like-minded friends, and whether it's like-minded friends who are from a, an underserved community who are just getting by. And we have such a deep need to belong that, um, that being part of a gang 
is the way that some people can feel like they belong or being a churchgoer in what in any particular denomination or being a, a an athlete or a or a, a jock or a super athletes we're looking at um at the olympics now it was so beautiful seeing uh uh, the uh, Sunisa Lee win the, the the gold medal and her her Hmong community just so incredibly overjoyed. <clears throat> Who you hang out with has such a deep effect on what messages you take in and who you become. That's why the Buddha said it's so important as best you can to keep the company of, of the wise, of people who want to be more aware and conscious and loving. And as best you can, uh, don't get too caught up in the company of people who hate or are confused. So again, it's the luck of the draw in some ways, you know, and it's all, at least in the, in the Buddhist way of thinking, all about causes and conditions. And you can think of it as karma unfolding or just random causes and conditions. All of those things have an effect on us, a deep effect on us. Uh, I've shared here before, uh, uh, that that poster that um, that I saw at UC in the hallway of that that uh, this very sad faced boy uh, and the the caption read that uh, someone raised in a, a family of uh, domestic violence is seven hundred times more likely to have domestic violence in their adulthood. When I saw that. It just struck me, who's to blame? It's just causes and conditions being passed on from, from one life experience to another. So it's important to just understand how the mind and the heart can be shaped and how easily it can be shaped. I was reading, let's see if I can pull it up. Um, was in this um a um oh here it is no i can't get it but i'll just pull it up there was a an article that i read that just blew my mind and i re-read re it again uh just preparing for this talk about the um there were a number of different couples interviewed where conspiracy theories have uh, divided these couples. And all of a sudden, somebody who's been married to a partner for 20 years doesn't recognize who their partner is. They've changed so, and they're, if they've, and this, and there's this one, one uh, uh, vignette where the, the guy said, if you get vaccinated, you can pack your bags and, and go. 
um, because uh, you're 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 a threat to me because you're going to be shedding a virus, and it's just went down the rabbit hole of um, what I believe is a a, a conspiracy of misinformation, and they they love each other, and yet all of these stories were about people that lost they lost their partner to this rabbit hole, how easily the mind can be shaped. It's that probably has crossed your mind uh, these days. If you've, if you're alive and at all, not in a cave, how, how could people believe that or that, or people thinking that I'm so bad because I got a vaccine or that I'm part of a deep state conspiracy. The mind is easily shaped, scarily shaped, especially by fear. So getting back to this different lenses, different perspectives. Uh, in the Buddhist teaching, the, in the Four Noble Truths, the first noble truth is there is a cause of suffering. Or, sorry, that's the second noble truth. The first noble truth, there is suffering in life. And the second noble truth is the cause of suffering is attachment. And there are four different kinds of attachments that are spoken of in the teachings that one can get lost in. First is Attachment to sense pleasures. Oh, yeah, the next sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. Mm. Chocolate orange chip from Mr. Dewey's Cashew Creamery in my neighborhood. My number one attachment right now, I should say. I watch it. My Jane and I watch it each each evening as we take a just a one or two or maybe three small spoonfuls. Mm, yeah. How easily sense pleasure can, can hook us uh, and get lost in more. The disease of more. First attachment. Second attachment is attachment to views and opinions, our ideas about how things are. And as this is what I'm talking about, as we can see, everybody has their own view and opinion. And they don't, they rarely realize that everybody else is walking around with their own reality as well. Because the, the thought can easily go, God, if everybody would just wake up and see the truth the way I see it, this would be a very fine world. You know, how come everybody is so weird and dumb and thinks differently than I do? Except everybody else is having one variation or another of, of that, that same thought. So we, he says, Notice your attachment to views and opinions and realize 
we all have our own reality. In, in one uh, discourse, the Paramataka Sutta, he says, notice how easily it is to get caught in your own ideas about reality. And he says, be careful about getting attached to your views and opinions. He doesn't say, don't have them, because that's part of being human. But just see that they're your view and opinion. And then he says, check, the, check it out. Don't just believe what you think is the truth. Check it out. Ahipasiko, he says in, in the and it goes in the chance, hey, Pasco, come and see for yourself. Put it to scientific test, if you will. Put it to uh, empirical data. And don't, don't just believe and realize that you have your own view and opinion, which has changed probably many times over your lifetime. You know, when I look back at who I was in my my teens and my twenties and the things that I thought then that I was so sure of. And I say, wow, okay. I'm seeing things a little bit differently now, you know, and we'll probably see things a bit differently if I live another 15 or 20 years, you know, it's always changing, but we get stuck in those views and opinions just to round out that, that second noble truth, besides sense, uh, sense experience, attachment to that, attachment to views and opinions. And he says, we can get attached to rites and rituals, our meditation, my uh, form of Buddhism, my religion, my doing the lighting the right incense and doing the right chanting or saying the right prayer. He says, those are all skillful means, wonderful, skillful means to be respected, but not to get attached into thinking, Oh, that's the real way. And then there is the attachment to the very idea of who we are to this sense of self as some solid entity to whom life is happening. So when we start to look at not only my personal perspective, my particular lens in this moment, but start to open it up and see, oh, everybody has their own reality. Wow, far out. And to see everybody's conditioning that's made them who they are, then when you see it in terms of causes and conditions, there's not the same hatred and sense of separation and evil, because it could be, it could be me there, but for the grace of God, go I, as the, as the saying goes, could easily be me. And I, as I've shared so many times, one of my most inspiring spiritual teachings is, is Jesus saying, forgive them, they know not what they do. Now, you might have your own idea 
of what they should know. But when you're getting caught into how how rotten and evil that that person is, and there is there is um, harm being caused by confused minds. If I think of it as just a very confused mind, an ignorant mind in the in the Buddhist sense of ignorance, instead of a bad person, I can open my heart even to those in power who are through their own greed and hatred and lust for power will tell knowingly tell lies. What a mind, what a mind that must be. And it's a stretch, but to open up and see with compassion, forgive them. They know not what they do. Cause if they, everybody wants to be happy. And if they really knew where happiness lies, they wouldn't be causing harm to, to others. As I was thinking uh, about this topic, I was um, remembering a book that maybe uh, um, some of you uh, read when you were younger uh, or maybe more recently. I was a huge Herman Hesse fan who wrote uh, Siddhartha and um, Narcissus and Goldman and uh, Demian, all brilliant, brilliant books. And he wrote this book, Steppenwolf. Well, I'm just getting shivers as I, I said that. <laughs> it's amazing how it's all in there. And I read a little bit of synopsis of Steppenwolf just before I, I came on because I wanted to make sure of this one part. Towards the end, it's a brilliant, brilliant book. Blew my mind completely. And towards the end, I don't think I'll, I'll give too much away. The, the main character, Harry Haller, he goes into this... Um, um, different world. He's led into this, uh, I forget what they call it, the circus, the festival. And in one part of this evening where he completely uh, has his mind blown, there's this sign, magic theater for madmen only. So, of course, what are you going to do? You go in and there are many doors, if you remember the book. And he goes through, I think it's five different doors, one at a time. He goes through one door and he has this reality, a completely different reality than his own life. And he goes all the way up to, you know, living through it. And then he kind of comes back this is all in the course of you know a, a few minutes, comes back, and then he goes through another door, and each door is a different reality. I'm just remembering there's a, a, a fantastic movie called uh, Bedazzled. It's really funny uh, with uh, Brendan Fraser and, uh, and Elizabeth Hurley, where he gets, he gets these different wishes 
to be anything he wants. And he says, oh, I want to be rich and, fa and, uh, and famous with a beautiful woman by my side. And, and poof, he's there, only he's the head of a drug cartel and, every, and, his, and his, uh, his partner is cheating on him. And uh, there's these, these folks, uh, these uh, other gang members who are trying to kill him and he's running for his life. He said, whoa, that wasn't such a good idea. Well, try this one and each one. It's the same as, as Steppenwolf. Just, but how many different realities there are and when you, when you see that, and this has been my practice, this is why I'm sharing it. When I, I see, see it that way these days, not only there, is there a little bit more patience and compassion, but there's a kind of um, awe at the infinite possibilities of reality it's humbling to see there, but for the grace of God, go I. And I try to do, I've mentioned this before, uh, what my, that 13-year-old uh, Lael Ann from Trinidad uh, told me about putting on your perspective helmet, that you put on the perspective helmet, and as soon as you put it on, you can understand the perspective of the person that you're with. What a profound practice that is. So I'll just, um, maybe I'll, I'll share a poem to end and, uh, and a reflection, and then we can uh, open it up to some questions. And this is a, a poem that uh, probably a number of you are familiar with. Uh, and if you are, uh, take it as a, a beginning, a beginner's mind practice. This is the, the beautiful poem that points to this. Uh, by Thich Nhat Hanh, please call me by my, by my true names. Do not say that I will depart tomorrow. Even today, I'm still arriving. Look deeply. Every second, I am arriving to be a bud on a spring branch, to be a tiny bird with still fragile wings, learning to sing in my new nest, to be a caterpillar in the heart of a flower, to be a jewel hiding itself in a stone. I still arrive in order to laugh and to cry, to fear and to hope, the rhythm of my heart is the birth and death of all that is alive. I'm a mayfly metamorphosing on the surface of the river. And I'm the bird that swoops down to swallow the mayfly. I'm a frog swimming happily in the clear water of a pond and I'm the grass snake that silently feeds itself on the frog. I'm the child in Uganda, all skin and bones, my legs as thin as bamboo sticks. 
and I'm the arms merchant selling deadly weapons to Uganda. I'm the 12 year old girl, refugee on a small boat who throws herself into the ocean after being raped by a sea pirate. And I am also the pirate, my heart not yet capable of seeing and loving. I'm a member of the Politburo with plenty of power in my hands. And I'm the man who has to pay his debt of blood to my people dying slowly in a forced labor camp. My joy is like spring, so warm it makes flowers bloom all over the earth. My pain is like a river of tears, so vast it fills the four oceans. Please call me by my true names so I can hear all my cries and laughter at once, so I can see that my joy and pain are one. Please call me by my true names so I can wake up and the door of my heart can be left open, the door of compassion. So before I open it up, I just uh, thought we could try a little bit of uh, reflection and exercise. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine that you had a very different upbringing than the one that you've had this lifetime. Maybe a completely different geography with a different culture. Pick one. Now imagine you are a different sex or a self-identified gender than you currently are. Imagine you're a different race than you are. Imagine that your family is very different than the one you were raised in. And that you had a very different set of experiences in your lifetime that accompanied all of these different elements and I'll be quiet for a few moments.
see if you could put on your perspective helmet and walk into that magic theater. And hold with great compassion and understanding who this being is or others who are like who you've for a few moments entertained being. And hold with compassion and kindness and forgiveness if it's called for, and love. Now, you can come back to being yourself for a few, uh, for, for now, <laughs> and uh, just appreciate who you are and how life has expressed itself in you. Ah, take a look at yourself. Go ahead. If you've got your camera on, I'm doing that myself. Where am I? Where do I go? <laughs> ah, take a look and say hi to yourself. Ah, look at this. Oh, there I am. Look at this being. Oh, hi. And you might... As you do, uh, connect with all the goodness inside that you see in there. And this capacity that you have to imagine and put yourself in, in other shoes and um, realize there are many different lenses, many different perspectives. Mm. Okay, so we have some time if there's uh, any comments, any questions, any anything that comes up, you can unmute yourself and, and speak and you'll show up in my speaker view or if you want to raise your hand. Anyone? Yeah. Ah. Hi. Oh, Simone. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for tonight. Uh, glad to see everyone here. So I just, I want to make sure, I, I feel like I missed what the, because I was writing them down, what the last three, uh, the third and the fourth uh, different attachments I got. Mm. First was sense pleasures. Second was attachment to views or opinions. And then. And I, then third was, is attachment to rites and rituals, oh, right. which is kind of like spiritual forms. Uh, and they're all, all the great religions are, 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 are inspiring and have been so, uh, uh, so important for so many of us but not to get attached and thinking, oh, this is the right one. This is the real one. They're all just doorways to 
to something deeper. And then the fourth one is attachment to the concept of this self, of who we think we are, basically. And that's a, that's a bit deeper, uh, hard to go into that right now, but, um, but come to the, the introductory class and I'll go into it in more detail. And, uh, or you can, you can, you know, you can read about it. We give talks about it. Uh, that's what starts to really shift your thinking. Oh, life isn't just happening to me. It's happening through me. And I'm not as separate from everything else as I, as I think. Good to see you. I know. Lovely to see you. Anyone else? Okay, let's see. It's uh, it's time. It's time to go. Um, so we can uh, just maybe uh, give a dedication. And I would say, as as you do, uh, play around with it this week. These different lenses and different perspectives. It's it's really um well i was going to say it's really a trip it's really it's really amazing to just see how many different realities there are around you and if you can see it without judging it and see it with compassion and see oh causes and conditions life expresses itself that way isn't that interesting magic theater for mad men and women only and um and hold it with compassion. And maybe uh, one last time before I do dedicate, take a look at the faces on the, on the screen and all these different realities, wish them well. All like you, all just wanna be happy and more aware. May you have a really good week. May you share your love well. And may our coming here together uh, be of benefit to ourselves, everyone in our lives, and wrapping into a great big ball of merit, may we share it with all beings for the benefit of all beings and this planet. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.